Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm really excited to be talking to author Marla White because she's gotten a book that is totally out of left field for me, and I'm so excited to talk to her about it because it sounds so exciting. But I want to say hi to her first. Hi, Marla. How are you today? Hey, okay, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Can you tell me where you are real quick? I'm always so intrigued where people are when I talk to them. I'm in the city of Tarzana, so I'm in Los Angeles. Ooh. I'm in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd think it would be sunny California, but we've had such a cold and wet winter. Oh. I'm freezing. <laughs> I welcome that, actually. It's been raining here and storming for the last couple of days here in Houston. Even some hail a little bit. Ooh. And any any sort of like cold weather, we get so excited because it's always hot and humid here. So, <laughs> But anyway, let's talk more about your book, actually. Sure. It's called cause for elimination and instead of me kind of telling people a little bit about it I want you to do all the good stuff for it so can you tell me about your book (laughs) sure so cause for elimination is um, I think you mentioned it's set in the world of eventing which is an equestrian sport so when we open the book we meet Emily Connors who is a writing a, a trainer and a writer and she's at pretty much the lowest point of her life where she's trying to get back on the horse, literally, after having a devastating riding accident that has left her with like screws in her spine and constant pain. It's also left her with a secret addiction to painkillers that nobody knows about when we open the book. To make matters worse, she finds the body of her boss who's been brutally murdered in the barn. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so that's, that's a crappy way to start a day, but as she says, it's even worse <laughs> for her boss. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, and then Detective Justin Butler is the smart, savvy, and filthy rich cop who's come to investigate it. As his own partner points out, he has a blind spot for damsels in distress. As will happen in this book, sparks fly between him and Emily. and But she is his entree into this very insulated world of equestrian sports. Solving the case will involve Emily's outlandish best friend and client, Lottie, Justin's abrasive partner, Dennis, and the potential competitor for Emily's heart, Scottish writing legend Derek McGregor, and of course the killer. <laughs> uh, man, I really want to start on the question part, but I'm so also interested that there's a mystery, there's suspense, and there's romance in this yeah. book. You've really encompassed a lot of things in this book, and I'm in this book, and I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you. Let's start with the question part. That is something I guess you hold in your heart. Is that something you wanted to attack as far as a book goes to include that in? Yeah, it was, I, until very recently, I was involved in the question. I'd owned horses for almost 30 years and just sort of halfway into that journey, got involved in eventing, which is such an interesting world and so so different from hunters and and, uh, dressage and stuff like that. So I always was fascinated by the people. They always have terrific stories. Most of the stories in the book are actual stories that a version of it like there's a part in the book where they go talk to a very wealthy horse owner and she talks about that the sofa they're sitting on is made from this horse that she couldn't stand and she couldn't sit on it when she would and that actually was a story that somebody told me it wasn't quite in that context uh-huh. um, we went on a riding trip to wales a group of us 
and they had a beloved horse that they when it passed away they had it made into a couch and we were just like holy cow <laughs> i've never heard that before ever I never either but in my life like that, you know you hear those things you go like that has got to go in a book someplace yes um, absolutely. So. <laughs> wow so, i mean it was it was a long time coming uh, i wrote the book many years ago and then oh. like a lot of authors just went um, I sent it to like two people. They said no. And I was like, okay, I suck. And I put it in a drawer and forgot all no. about it. <laughs> and then I got involved with Wild Rose Press through another book with a, original, the first book I'd published as a novella through them like a couple of years ago. And then the editor there very kindly asked me if I had anything else. And I said, well, I got this horse thing. <laughs> it was was even even longer, if you can believe it, than it is now. So she was very instrumental in cutting it, cutting it down, editing it down to the shape it's in now. Um, and making it a much better book. So the, like I said, the horse world, I still hang out with those folks. Um, the story about the person with the pink fringe chaps, that's a friend of mine who had those. And if you're in the horse world, if you're just reading it because you don't have, know anything about horses, it's still funny. Uh, so I try to keep the book that you don't have to know anything about horses to enjoy it. But that if you do know horses or the horse world, it'll make it just like those little Easter eggs for you. Because um, something like that would be... Would be people would be horrified in certain barns that you would have pink chaps. (laughs) I love that you're introducing us to this world, though, if we don't know it. But the world that we know a little bit is reading mystery and reading romance. How was it writing those parts in the book besides just having your setting in this equestrian world? How was it writing the mystery part? I mean, it's so much fun. This book and, and the other ones since then. It's a little bit of, of um, you know, getting to live out your fa- your dreams, right? Your, your The fantasies you have, you meet people, and you're like, I would love to kill that person. <laughs> <laughs> or becoming a detective type, you know, like trying to solve a puzzle kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, ever since I was a kid, I've always loved reading, like, Dick Francis um, and other authors like that, Robert Parker. Those like, always been my favorite ones to read. So I've always been sort of in that in that mystery world. I think other authors will tell you the same thing, that sometimes you think of the characters and the characters start to inform you a little bit more of who they are. Justin had always been sort of fully formed in my head, but definitely Dennis kind of his snarky kind of humor that kind of came into his own. Definitely the character of Derek was supposed to be in like one scene and that's it. Oh, But he just became bigger because he insisted on becoming bigger. I know it sounds crazy, but it is. uh, I know a lot of other writers will say the same thing that, they just, you know, the characters live in your head rent free and then they demand <laughs> some time. <laughs> How about your main character, Emily? How was it writing her character? Or are you done with Emily beyond this book? I know that's a few questions in there. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, I mean, Emily is was was great to write. I think everybody can kind of relate to the part where you get a part in your life where things aren't going the way you want them to. And you need a second chance or you need to start over, you need to kind of reboot that part of your life. And that's kind of what Emily was for me the particular part in my life. Oh, do I see more of her? Yes, in <laughs> fact. I mean, it's it, it's just time consuming writing books. I mean, I hope the next one doesn't take the same ten years that one took. Um, a group of friends and I who had all written together and all evented together went to Kentucky. Has in Lexington, Kentucky, they have a three day event that's a huge international thing. It's one of the only ones in the U.S. I think there's one other one in Virginia. It's like above Olympic level for this sport. Um, so we all went, one of those kind of bucket list things. We all wanted to go to it one day. So we went last year and I took all Ooh. kinds of pictures and all kinds of notes. And I think that that's where Emily will be headed to 
in the next book will be uh, she and Justin going to going to the three day. And who knows if that's how things will work out when I finally get to write the book. But as we're walking the cross country course, friends and I were plotting out, oh, we could find the body <laughs> here. It'd be great. Well, I don't know who they're going to kill yet, but we know where they're going to find them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I certainly appreciate hearing others putting themselves in these situations where the characters would be. It's amazing <laughs> how connected you are to your characters or in the environment. So Marla, what is next for you after this, now that you've published Cause for Elimination? Even though we said you're not done with Emily yet, even though. <laughs> oh, we're definitely not done with Emily. And as somebody, one of the review, one of the reviews on Amazon with the kind people, and for all of you listeners, reviews are huge to writers. Just take a second. Even if you just write, it's a good book. It makes a huge difference to writers. But yeah. one of the reviewers had mentioned Derek wanting his own book. And I'm like, yes, Derek has asked for his own book too. So that will be down maybe the third or something down the line. I just turned in another book to Wild Rose Press to have that published. We are working on uh, contracts and stuff like that. So it's not definite yet, but I think that's the next one up. Um, and it's a sequel or the next in the series, I should say, of the, I wrote a novella. The first one I published with them is something called the Starlight Mint Murders, Starlight Mint Surprise Murder. And it's set in Pine Cove in this little town at the top of a mountain in California. The one I finished now is the next one in that series. It's a properly length, you know, regular sized book. And those are other characters that I just love hanging out with and spending time with. So that's the next one coming up. I also published, self-published some like fantasy, contemporary fantasy books. I have to do with angels and dragons and stuff like that. I've got this first two already done, this third and published, the third one I'm working on the edits right now. It's another one that I, I, I can relate to the characters and I love spending time with them because it's basically, it's Gabriel, Archangel Gabriel. But when we first meet him, he doesn't remember who he is or anything else. He's mm, wakes that's up intriguing. Naked. Yeah, he wakes up <laughs> naked alone in the desert outside of Riverside. Oh, okay. All he, all he remembers is that he has to get to someone named Abby and prevent something terrible from happening to her. And then the rest of the story spins out. And we meet his lover, who is also a demon, Evie. As time progresses through the books and you know, the world is at stake and disasters happen and dragons go through Riverside, California, we meet the rest of, of Gabriel's very dysfunctional family. So that by the time we get to the third one, he and his, his estranged younger brother, Lucifer, end up having to go on a little bit of a road trip together to save the world, um, as it always happens in those books. So they're, those are the ones that are just fun to write. And fun for yeah. us to read. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I try to put the same thing, uh, romance a little bit. I mean, not like spicy romance. I'm, the, I'm not very, uh, I'm not very good at those things. <laughs> start getting to the spicy heat level. I kind of, I, I'm a, and then the, you know, fade to black kind of writer. But yeah, they're fun to, they're fun to just experience those things. And those are a lot of things. Like those books are all inspired by a particular place in California. I went to visit a particular inn and it's just so fascinating that I was like, this has got to be a book about this. I mean, it just was such a cool place. And the same with the Pine Cove ones. The, the one that the, one the sequel is coming out to is I was staying at a really small bed and breakfast in Idlewild, which is a little tiny, tiny mountain thing in the top of Cal uh, top of a mountain in California. I mean, really a small mountain. It's not like but, mammoth <laughs> sizes, but I mean, snows and stuff up there. Um, mm -hmm. It is just such a charming and delightful place that I Aww. just had to write something that took place there because it was so much, it was just so cool. Yeah. I mean, if, I don't know how other writers work, but for me, it is a lot of times it's been inspired by meeting a person or staying in a place or, you know, something like that. Novella that came out this past 
November is a little bit different for me. It's written first person, um, cozy, and it's about a small animal vet. She goes to a holiday cookie party because the books, the cookie books that Web Rose Press does, it's all about any genre, but it has to have a holiday cookie, the theme of it. So that's why Starlight Mint Surprise is about Starlight Mint Surprise cookies. It's called Bloodstains and Candy Canes. (laughs) It's about how this, my small animal vet goes to a cookie exchange party and ends up walking into finding a body in the kitchen that has been literally stabbed in the back. It's set in LA, so it's a little the the that particular like cookie exchange is a little bit of Hollywood execs hanging out, the Hollywood people, also inspired by my sort of current uh, mostly former life as a TV executive. So it was it's just fun to to it's always surprising what things will inspire you to write. Right, I'm so fascinated. You're like a Renaissance woman when it comes to different styles of writing, different styles of just storytelling in general. They tell me that that's the terrible, that's the worst thing to do that you should as a writer pick a lane so that people know this is what they can count on when they see you. But I, I disagree. Oh, thanks. I I mean, I read those different things. I mean, I love besides, you know, mystery books. I love Jim Butcher and Eon Andrews and Sean McGuire. They're just, I like all the different worlds and they kind of, I don't want to be hemmed into a box. So (laughs) I feel like if I love an author and the author's writing style or ways of storytelling, and let's say it's a mystery author and if he or she wants to try romance, I'm in for it. I'm ready. Because I feel like that's a gutsy move, especially when everyone's being told, hey, stay in your lane, like you said. I feel like if you, I like the author, that's a gutsy move. I am ready to to tackle that with you. So this yeah. is so, oh, so neat and exciting. What else can you tell me about you as an author? Even though you've given me a lot, which I'm really fascinated. But what else can you <laughs> tell me? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um I don't know what else is even vaguely interesting about me. I would say that for any of your listeners out there who are thinking about it, I started writing years and years ago with a, a group of uh, three other friends. We formed a book club and then we yeah. had to keep correcting people that we weren't reading books. We were writing books. So we would get together once a month on a Friday and drink a little wine and go over each other's pages and give each other notes or comments back and stuff. And of those uh, four of us, all four of us have published books. So I think it was a lot about the group support, a lot about the, uh, you know, having people encourage you and tell you to keep going. Uh, So I definitely think writing groups, but I teach screenwriting analysis and story development at UCLA Extension. And I tell all of my students there that if you want to be a writer or anything in in the entertainment business, form a group. Get those, you know, whatever WhatsApp or whatever things you do, get on those things and, and get together. Because for me, I it, I couldn't do it alone. I don't even enjoy the, I mean, I love writing. I get up in the morning and I just want to start talking to Gabriel and find out what's up with him and Lucifer. And uh, <laughs> Lucifer's going to have his book at some point. I just, I love the writing process of, and I don't know if that, <laughs> that says about my normal life that I'd rather spend the time inside my fantasy life, but um, <laughs> it's, it's a great way to start the day. But yeah, you can't, it, it, but just sitting in a, in, a, in, a, you know, in a little attic writing away by yourself is very tough to do. It's such a vacuum to live in. So I'm always excited to have other people give me their thoughts, getting out and talking to other writers. That's the most fun part of it for me. Nice. So how has it been since you published Cause of Elimination? How has that been? Oh, fame and fortune have just been showering upon me. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not. It's been great because the other, the 
other two books, the two novellas, two wild rose are, are only digital copies. So for one thing, I didn't oh. have an actual copy to hold in my hand. So that's been <laughs> nice to have it. You know, it's been, uh, it's the toughest journey. I think any author is going to tell you the same thing. The toughest thing isn't the writing, it's the marketing part. Man, I so hear with, that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with this one, I was like, okay, this was a properly length novel. It's one that I really, it's near and dear to my heart. It's been part of my life for you know so many years. So I really wanted to push hard on this one. And it's just, it is really a tough learning curve because by my nature, anyway, I think most writers are played the same way. We're not all about, you know, blowing our own horn and and going out and definitely social media is such a challenge to get out there. <laughs> I admire all those writers who could do TikTok things and all that stuff. I tried a couple and I'll keep trying at it, but it is not my forte. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad oh. you're talking to me at least, however <laughs> way I can help in that manner. But I'm really definitely excited to read Cause for Elimination, especially like Especially the fact that it has so many elements of the, like the mystery, there's a romance. So Marla, where can we get your books? So they are all available at all your favorite e-bookstores. Um, you can go to Amazon. <laughs> you can go to my website, which is MarlaAWhite.com. Because there's so many Marla Whites out there, you wouldn't believe it. I had to actually put the middle initial in to make it stand <laughs> out. You can go to, like I said, Amazon. You can also go, I think the Wild Rose Press will have at least those mystery books. But for all of the books, if you were interested in looking at the fantasy books as well, um, all those are on uh, either my website or going to um, Amazon. You can go to my author page, which again is Marla A. White. They are all listed there and available for purchase. I want to say thank you for carving out your time today to come talk to me because this is so fascinating. I don't know how you have time to do this with me because if you, you're writing all these works and then also teaching your class and just being amazing. So any last minute thing you want to say before we go, Marla? Uh, thank you for what you do. Because ah, podcasts like you. these are, are, you know, they're great to listen to. I love listening to them myself. And they're great, you know, a great way for authors to, you know, reach out and, and uh, get themselves known to people. It's really hard. And, you know, COVID obviously made it hard for, made changes everything for everybody in so many ways. And that's one big way of there's the personal interactions were so limited and now just now starting to get out there and you know, back to meeting people in person. So thank you so much for what you do. Yay. Oh, thank you. I do want to say though, even though we all went through COVID, it did push a lot of authors to complete their work. So as much as we all hate COVID, I think there's little tiny bits of light throughout yeah. the process. People were able to finish their books and people were able to kind of catapult themselves to be an author which I mm-hmm. I love that at least and then now at this point they're doing the the hated part of marketing which is what <laughs> you're doing so. this has been a, a pleasure and a joy it's the facing it oh god what do I put on Instagram now <laughs> I wish they were all as easy as this it would be right, fun absolutely. I mean believe me I wish I could just read all day and talk to others all day and you know we have to pay bills and work so that sucks <laughs> <laughs> yes it does but thank you again marla and i will talk to you sometime in the near future because i do want you to come back and talk to me because just like every other i tell i i bug you guys all day all night so you can talk to me so but thank you for coming by today oh thanks for having me it's been a pleasure <laughs> bye marla bye-bye Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. Please continue to support indie authors and indie bookstores. And if you would love to support Tell Me About Your Book podcast, 
you can certainly do so by going to buymeacoffee.com slash tellmepodcast, where just for a price of a coffee, you can support monthly for just $5. There's other tiers too in the memberships, and you can look at all the info about it, and I would certainly, certainly appreciate it. And of course, there's the other podcast, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where Caddy and I talk all things book and about her cats too. See you then. Thank you. Bye-bye.